This is Jews with Tattoos. Body art is a fascinating way of communicating, and behind each piece of ink work is a real human story. On this podcast, we find and share those stories, and we'll shed light on how members of our tribe express themselves and walk in this world. I'm your host, Noam Rauscher, and welcome to Jews with Tattoos. Welcome back to Jews with Tattoos. I'm here today with a special guest of mine, uh, an old friend uh, from when I was a rabbi in Charlotte, North Carolina. His name is Ethan Matthew Mayo. And like I said, I first met him when I was a rabbi starting out in 2011 in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was a student in my Hebrew high class, and he was amazing. He was a great student. I don't want to butter him up too much because he doesn't need that. Um, but I wanted to introduce him to you, and I would love for him to tell you, I would love for him to tell you, yeah, his story um, about where he is today and how he got there. Ethan, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah, I'm Ethan. I'm currently um, living in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm 22 years old. Um, (laughs) There's not too much to say, really, besides the fact that I'm Jewish and I also have tattoos. That's wonderful, Ethan. Can you you tell us a little bit about your journey getting those tattoos and, and why you have those tattoos on your body? Well, I remember growing up hearing about the fact that um, Jews weren't able to get tattoos because that meant that they wouldn't be able to be buried in a Hebrew cemetery. And when I was younger and when I was in your class, I remember that actually did mean a lot to me. Um, I was always and still am very proud to be Jewish. And growing up, I didn't realize that I wasn't the most religious Jew but we still practiced the holidays and I went to temple and stuff like that. I remember seeing um, you there. Yeah. And it was, I, I loved it and I loved, you know, what Judaism was all about. And I remember specifically, I don't know if it was you, the rabbi that I asked, but I remember I was in a class and we were sitting outside and I remember, I think I asked about um, if what it meant to be gay for Jewish people and if um, that was considered a sin and if people who were gay, if we believed that they were going to, you know, what people consider as hell and whatnot. And I remember being told that that wasn't really something that most Jewish people, I guess it was kind of brushed off, but also kind of just said that we don't really, I guess, believe in hell like that. Um, And so I was always curious about if I was Jewish, did all the things that I knew about Christianity coincide with my religion as well? Um, But it always seemed to be more laid back. And so I felt safer as who I was and being Jewish. I felt less targeted, less, you know, aggressive towards, I guess. 
And so as I got older, I started straying a little bit away from the religious aspects of Judaism and more just ethnically being Jewish and being proud of that. But I started forming my own ideas about the universe and um, self-identity and what it just meant to be a person at all. Mm. And I cared a lot more about myself than where I'm possibly going to be buried when I'm dead. And and so my self-expression just, it came out through, you know, the idea of getting tattoos and doing my hair different ways and coloring hair and all these different things that I once thought were gonna, you know, hold me back in life and make me feel bad about something. Whereas I was the complete opposite. Right. And now you're a student in cosmetology, correct? Yeah, I'm studying at Paul Mitchell Charlotte. Um, it's a year-long program till I get a license in cosmetology. So all that practice was kind of, uh, you know, foresight for you to think about other steps that you wanted to take in your life professionally. Yeah, I definitely knew that I was a creative person and that I, I was going to show it one way or another. Sure. Yeah. Ethan, you know, you talked a little bit about identity and how you identify. Can you walk us through a little bit more of your personal history if you feel comfortable about how you identify? Yeah, I'm I'm a transgender man, and I started my transition uh, going into my senior year of high school. I It was something that I kind of had been struggling with, but I had no clue at all what it even meant, I guess, to be trans before... I started researching and learning more about it. Mm. So I was just, I was just kind of struggling, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I just got older and after Caitlyn Jenner actually came out was around the time that it was really big and really being talked about. Mm-hmm. And I started just, I still didn't know that I was trans, but I knew how I felt the most comfortable was in boys' clothes with short hair, not being called pretty, not being, you know, wearing dresses. I always, always hated that and felt so uncomfortable. I just had no clue why. Mm -hmm. And then once my junior year came, I knew I was going to be switching schools and I knew that I needed to, you know, do something to make myself feel just a little bit better. And Um, I remember the summer before my senior year, you know, figuring it all out essentially and really diving into reading about what being transgender was and watching videos and, you know, looking for people on the internet who were trans and it all just kind of really clicked that summer and I decided, you know, I was going to tell my parents and that process, you know, it it wasn't easy at first, but I knew that because I wasn't, I was raised in the North and my parents were fairly liberal and Judaism also never was very aggressive towards gay people or anything like that, that I had known about most Christianity, you know, was like that. Yeah. And so I was a little less nervous and I was expecting acceptance and I, it took a while, but I, was able to get them, both my parents, to understand what I was going through. And, you know, they started the process with me. And, you know, three, four years later, I'm 
definitely way more comfortable with myself and the people around me and things are going a lot better than they could have been had I tried to hide something like that. Well, it certainly seems like you're comfortable with yourself. I mean, I, I'm amazed. You post a lot of pictures on your Instagram feed, um, which you're welcome to share the handle if you want more followers. I'll, I'll let you share that if you'd like. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I was just going to say it's, it's really amazing to see the way you put yourself out there so bravely. Um, you know, and part of the reason I, I contacted you about the tattoos is because you post those tattoos. You know, you you picture yourself there with your shirt off and, and <laughs> yeah. you see your tattoos. And and so, you know, do you want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I have never been one to accept shame on myself because I know I've always known that I wasn't deserving of it unless I obviously I was doing something very wrong but I learned right from wrong you know as I was growing up and I had dealt with people trying to tear me down on a regular basis growing up yeah. and, and once I reached that point of self-acceptance that I was transgender I I you know after I started getting tattoos obviously for someone who has tattoos, I feel like they know that it's a big confidence boost when you get a new one. It definitely, it adds to your personality. It adds, you know, I sometimes have a hard time showing my personality to people in fear that they might not understand the way I am the way I am. And so every time I get a new tattoo, it's kind of, it, it allows me to share something without having to go to each person and personally share a part of me. It's more like it's just on my skin and it, it's, it, it makes me feel a little bit safer too, to cover my um, body with art that is a part of me. That idea of expressing who we are through the tattoos has certainly been a common theme uh, in many of the interviews that I've had so far. Uh, people wanting other people to know a little bit about themselves and share themselves in a you know in an unashamed way, but not wanting to have to express it so you know directly from their mouth, but wanting to be able to display it. And so it's wonderful to to hear that that's part of your story too. Is are getting tattoos are they tied into your trans identity in that way? Um, mm, I'm trying to think. Most of them, some of them actually do. They're just very subtle. I have one on my arm that's a, uh, it's a gravestone and it says resurrect. Mm -hmm. And the, most of my tattoos have a little bit of meaning to them, if not all, but that one I got with the show Sabrina, like the new Sabrina, the teenage witch mm -hmm. that they did, they talked a lot about resurrections and um, being reborn. And obviously that definitely ties into mm -hmm. being trans because I remember my mom, I remember her saying she, you know, was dealing with the loss of one child while also gaining a new one in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, it's hard to say that a part of you has died and I don't necessarily feel that way, but I feel like I myself have just been reborn into what I was kind of always supposed to be and what was there, sure. but no one else saw or understood it or felt it but me. I see. That's, a, yeah. that's incredibly deep. Um, and the fact that you would also, you know, call to mind your mother's experience it as well is really, uh, it's really lovely and quite loving of you. 
Um, can you walk us briefly, because you have a lot of tattoos, and there's <laughs> two particular tattoos that I want to go into in more in depth. Would you mind just listing all the tattoos you have, just so we know we get a picture of it, and then we'll go into right. the two that have real significance to you, that at least that we're more focused on for this conversation. All right, so I have a few. I have three that were written out by um, just celebrities that I had met that I really admired at the time. So I have uh, the world, the word wild thing on me, mm-hmm. um, just because I remember growing up, I was just this rambunctious, crazy little child running around all over the place. And um, as I got older and people, you know, things happen and people try to tear you down, but I definitely wanted to keep that part of my youth and that part of my personality with me and to remember that that's, I'm like that. I'm wild and I'm weird. And then that was big to me. And then I've got, I'll go through the ones that are actually important first. I've yeah. got, I've got a big uh, Halloween jack-o'-lantern on the inside of my arm that I've always been obsessed with Halloween and I don't even know why, but just the freakish side of things is it. I'm so interested in it and it's one of my favorites. Um, I've got a skull and some spider webs and some flowers on my elbow. Um, my first tattoo was a quote from Perks of Being a Wallflower, which remains my absolute most favorite movie. Um, and it says, I feel infinite and it may be cheesy to people who know the book and the movie, but it's just a reminder that my identity and just my consciousness, it's going to be passing on through the, through the world even after I pass on. And there's no end to what it means to be a person and a human and what our minds can do. That is one of the most important things to me, just knowing how vast a person is. Um, I've got, I got a picture of a sunset with the word step into the sun from the Broadway musical, Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. I'm very into films and music and Broadway. So a lot of my tattoos are kind of reminders of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sunflower because I think it's pretty, I've got an anatomical heart with roses through it that when I was younger, I thought it was a little deep and I still, I still, you know, feel that way that, you know, sometimes love can hurt, but it's simple, but it makes sense. And then I have the love or loser from it, the scary clown movie with Pennywise. Um, because what happens is, is some kid writes the word loser on this kid's cast and then his friends, you know, cross that S out. They put a V on it and they call him a lover. Mm. And that, and that's 100% me too, just being made to feel like I was less than, but knowing that honestly, I'm the most lovable and loving person that I can have that word loser on me and accept it. But I also know that it doesn't mean what anyone else thinks it means. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, I have my cat's face on my leg. I got that. Um, I have a rose on my stomach. I have an owl on my stomach. I have the word today on my chest, um, which is partly Dear Evan Hansen and partly rent with no day but today to, you know, make whatever today is. Um, Just little reminders of who I am, who I want to be, and the things and the sayings that have been the most important to me growing up. That's, I'm pretty sure, the majority of my tattoos. I also have like a a dagger and a spider web, some barbed wire, but um, the ones that, you know, 
really mean something to me are those that are for my grandparents. Yeah, so let's hear a little bit about those. And I do also want to go back to the perks of being a wallflower tattoo. But let's hear about the grandfather, the grandparents one first. Okay, so my grandmother on my dad's side, my bubby, she passed away in um, 2014, I believe. And when we were at her funeral, um, I'm trying to remember, it, it wasn't B season, I know that. It was just, it was a very calm day, and we were sitting there, and I was sitting up front, and there was just this small bumblebee um, just, like, walking across the length of her casket. It wasn't flying around. It was just crawling on it, and something about that really stood out to me. It just seemed so strange of all things, you know, to be going on at the moment there was just this one small bee walking on a casket and it was just it stood out a lot to me and I took it as a sign and it was something I would definitely carry with me and remember and so there was that was like one of the things I guess that just I knew if I got that tattooed that would be a memory I had um because there was nothing else specifically that I guess really stood out to me that would commemorate her. She was a very simple woman. There was nothing, you know, very strong, I guess, that I knew about her personality that would make me remember her in a better way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember she was always fairly sick. Um, but that, I don't know, that just was important to me. <clears throat> and then a while after that, my grandfather, he passed as well. Um, and the m main thing I remembered about him growing up was golf and tobacco pipes. Um, and he smoked tobacco pipes all the time, and he had so many of them. And I thought they were always really cool. And I can even remember, you know, how they smelt and all those things. And so I knew I was going to get a tobacco pipe for him just because not only does it make me remember him, but I think it looks cool. And I I, I liked it. I thought it was a cool thing about him versus golf. I wasn't going to get a golf club on me. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny, a lot of people who get tattoos, and certainly the people that I've spoken with, they get tattoos because they remind them about something about themselves, which which makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. You've also gotten tattoos, and I'm sure you're not the only person, but you've also gotten tattoos that remind you of other people. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and when you bring this idea, particularly when it comes to grandparents or people that have passed on, I'm reminded of an expression we have in the Jewish tradition, which is that when someone dies, we say, you know, for them, zichrono livracha for a man and zichrona livracha for a woman. Um, but the idea is that, you know, what we, we, when we say those things, we say that their memory is a blessing. Yes. And, you know, the, the, uh, by blessing, you know, when we say bracha or blessing, we just don't mean like a good thing. What we mean is like something that is overflowing, something that is more than we can possibly handle. It's, you know, like when you feel love in your heart and your, your heart is overflowing, you're an overflowing cup in that way. Um, mm -hmm. And that that blessing is just so powerful uh, and it helps keep their memory alive in that way. And that's what it really means to have eternal life in Judaism is is for your memory to be a blessing. Has there been a yeah. time when, you know, having those tattoos or recalling those tattoos or looking at them has been a real blessing for you in terms of thinking about your grandparents? 
Oh, absolutely. I Every time that I someone asks about them, you know, that's when I start to think about them. And I, you know, go looking for photos of them. And I remember little things that we joked about with them. And mm. I can remember the way they smelled and the way their house smelled. And any little thing, it doesn't even have to be my tattoo, but little things growing up. My bubby always used to give me those Ferrero Rocher chocolates. Mm. Every time I'm in line at the grocery store and I mm. see them, she's what I think about. So anything that had to do with them can bring back a rush of different memories from when I was younger, for sure. And are those memories comforting to you? Do they help you get through whatever it is you're going through or pay, perhaps just brighten your day? They do. They make me think more about the people in my life. They make me think about my parents. And I remember what it was like when my parents lost their parents and how I know that one day I'm going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And I'm, it makes me, you know, value every moment I have with them. And I think about, you know, their relationship with their parents that were my grandparents. It, you know, it makes me want to be closer with them. And there are moments where I'll reach out to them in ways that I wouldn't when I was younger because I didn't think it meant anything, but now it definitely does. As it should. I mean, that's a wonderful way to sanctify the relationships that we have in our life with the people that are closest to us and potentially most important. Um, yes. I, I wonder if we could talk about, um, in the time that we have left, the perks of being a wallflower tattoo. Uh, you know, you brought up something about infiniteness. Um, yes. You know, and that's also a very Jewish concept. You know, we talk about um, God. Uh, you know, God being the representation of, you know, our limitless potential, infiniteness, you know, that we have within us, that that is what it means to be made in God's image, that we are limitless. We have, you know, limitless possibilities, infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, there is no, you know, stopping to who we are. and We have infinite depth to ourselves. Yes. And the idea of you know, being made in God's image was also, I think, one of the linchpins that helped the Jewish community move um, to a position of lovingness towards uh, the LGBTQ community. Uh, mm -hmm. and seeing everyone, everyone, as being made in God's image, no matter how one identifies uh, in that way. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that sounds like something that means a lot to you in regards to your identity. Definitely. I never believe that um i've never once believed that i should feel ashamed to be myself regardless of what anyone else was saying um and those films that represented a similar idea um of finding a way to love who you are you know really always stood out to me especially with the person being a wallflower that whole film i just it absolutely changed my like what 11 year old self it really is wonderful the way that you've put yourself out there uh without shame and with wonderful bravery for other people to see um you know it's ironic that you take a quote from the perks of being a wallflower and you are anything but right i mean <laughs> if every in everything that you're doing um you're anything but a wallflower you are there so other people can see it and so you can feel pride, so you can express a, some form of self-love, so other people can feel that form of self-love and hopefully identify with it as well and find it within. Absolutely. Um, you know, and even the idea of, you know, loser to lover um, is reminiscent and, and, you know, resonates, I think, with that idea as well. 
uh, mm-hmm. you know, that you know uh, you put yourself out there for other people to see, and other people should be you know impacted by that. They should feel that courage, and they should feel courageous as well. And that's a wonderful message, I think, to share with everyone that we can be who we are bravely and courageously without any source of shame or embarrassment, um, you know, and we can be lovable to ourselves in that way. And that reminds everyone that we are sacred in some way. Um, Yeah. And I want to thank you so much for sharing that, Ethan. I know that your schedule is tight, but I want to thank you so much uh, for sharing your story with us. I hope that other people hear it and and I hope they really get that message of bravery and, and courage about who you are and sanctity about who you are. Well, thank you. I, re- I really appreciate it. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You take care. I know you got to go to class um, <laughs> and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Thank you. All I'll right. talk to you later. Thanks, Ethan. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.